All right, welcome to episode 10 of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast. Uh, thank you so much for everybody listening through these first 10. Uh, it's been a blast. Excited for what's to come. Extremely excited for today's episode. Uh, Luis Alvarez, stand-up comedian. Uh, I've seen him a couple times when he opened up for Brian Callen. And I thought, God, this guy's fucking hilarious. And so I just shot my shot like a little schoolgirl on Instagram. Uh, and uh, Slid in the DMs. You know, yes, sir. I replied, and, though. Yeah, kind I fuck, enough. I fuck with dudes, too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I just show love. What's no, up with you? I'm good, man. How you doing? All right. Chill. Yeah. Appreciate you so much, man. Yeah, of course, bro. No, I appreciate the love. Bro. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah, you were a uh, fucking hoop both times we saw you. And uh, you got some big stuff coming up yourself. So Yeah, yeah. Headlining uh, my first whole weekend. Yeah. Next weekend, uh, 23rd to 26th. Four nights, six shows. So it's a lot of pressure, but I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Who'd you uh, come with to the shows? Uh, so both times, uh, my girlfriend and then some friends. Okay, so, cool, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's yeah. a big Callan fan. Yeah? She yeah. likes Callan? Big time. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. Yes. It's usually the other way around. It's usually the dudes yeah. dragging their chicks yep. to the Callan shows. Yeah, she's, you know what I mean? uh, she's got pictures like from when like Theo was in town and then Callan. So like when I first met her, I think her profile picture was her like staring up at Callan and was Ooh. like, get, get someone who looks at you like I look at Brian Callan. Damn, that's so. crazy. So hey, honestly, if she, if she likes comedy like that, she might be a pretty cool hang. Yeah, does she, she listen to podcasts more than you? She does. Well, yeah. you like you like podcasts, so obviously oh, you do a podcast for sure. So who were you like listening to? Were you listening to Callan, or did she put you on? To uh, nope. So I was listening to him before we met, okay. uh, like the King, uh, Fighter and the Kid, and then King of the Stage. Old school, right? And uh, then yeah. I'm a big fan of Theo. Yeah. So like, I just that's what really got me into podcasting mm-hmm. was this past weekend. So that's, uh, that's pretty. It's pretty new, right? Yeah, so he's got a couple hundred episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, there was one he had like a female trucker on, and that uh, shit was hilarious. I've never, I've never given. I actually no, I listened to um, one episode. Who's that one country UFC dude? Uh, Bryson, uh, the or kid from Arkansas, Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, Bryce Mitchell with the camo and It was just pants. like two. Uh, it was just two Southerners going back and forth. Yeah. It was, I don't know that Southern twang, like. You didn't even got to say a joke sometimes. You know what I mean? I know. Some of that shit is just hilarious. Yeah. No, I, I I love the fighting the kid, man. Like when I first, before I started doing stand-up, I was, uh, I used to work at the uh, at the comedy club. I was washing dishes. Okay. So, you know, honestly, dishwashing was probably my favorite job I've ever had. Because really? like you're kind of like the hero For of sure. the building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody can do what they're doing unless you do your job. Yeah. So as long as I was doing my job, I could just put my headphones in and, you know, and I would just, I would listen to Fighter and the Kid. I'd listen to, you know, all the, the comic podcasts are the best, you know yes. what I mean? Just because you don't got to think, you could just laugh, giggle a little bit. Correct. But um, it's crazy how everything worked out, you know? Like, I really feel like, you know, uh, linking up with Brian, it's kind of manifested that. Like, I was yeah. always, before I even was doing stand-up, I was like, I want to, I want to hang out with these dudes. For and, sure. Ended up happening. Yeah, first I'll shout out dishwashers. My dad owned a restaurant growing up, and that was always my job. Oh, was it? It wasn't a lot of respect in that. So, I mean, give him give him the props. You know, oh, dude. What? You're, you, and, and, you, well, you're the you're the uh, owner's son, yeah. and you're doing the hardest job. Yeah, Come when on, I was bro. like eight, dude, oh, I started. Oh, I mean, I was like child. I think labor that's illegal, laws. bro. Well, <laughs> straight cash, nobody knew. That's hilarious. Know? So, uh, no. So let's get into it. How did you get into podcasting? Podcasting? Or excuse me, how did you get into? I was about to say, I got a podcast. Yeah, um, stand up. I just. Um, well, I used to, I, I got a job at the, at Stand Up Live because I just really needed a job. Okay. Like I was kind of just like down on my luck. So 
I was thinking of places I can apply to. And I like I grew up skateboarding, so I was always downtown Phoenix. And I would always look at the stand up live building and I was just, always kind of just had like, well, what goes on in there? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just applied. It's a funny story because I actually applied for the box office. And okay. I went and I did an interview and I bombed my interview, bro. Like I was just nervous and it was just, I don't know why I was so intimidated at that spot. Yeah. And Casey and Jamie, they, uh, they were the ones running the club at the time and they were really cool people. And I still felt uncomfortable. I just bombed the job interview and then I didn't get a call back. I think maybe I waited four days and I called Casey. I think I texted him and I was like, hey, um, you know, what's up? Like, did you guys need any help at the box office? And he texts me back almost immediately. And he's like, I need a dishwasher tonight. So I showed up and I started dishwashing that night. The electricity went out that night and it was like the worst first day ever, dude. Like, I think it was some more. She was there, sold it out. And her her crowd was eating, dude. And then electricity went out. I had to leave all the dishes on, like, in the dish pit till the next morning. And then I got there the next day. Everything's just welded on there. I had to get there, like, three hours early to clean all the dishes. But um, so I started working there. And then, you know, like, the cool thing about washing dishes at the club was that the rush is for, like, the host and the feature. You know what I mean? Everybody orders food when they first get there. So by the time the headliner's on stage, I really don't got to do too much. So I would be able to go out there and check out shows and, you know, see what, you know, these dudes were about. And there's a couple dudes that came into town. I was just like, man, if this motherfucker could do this shit, I could do this shit. So started doing open mics. um, And then I started, you know, getting on the open mics at Stand Up Live at at the Tempe Improv. And then next thing you know, I'm just... It's pretty crazy now that I think about it because, like, when I've, I haven't stopped since I first started. Right. Like, I, I might have been doing like more open mics, you know, a couple of years ago, but like, once I started, like, dude, I haven't, damn, that's sad. I haven't <laughs> been to any family birthday parties in like six years. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's every weekend I've just been doing stand up, but that's really how I started, just working at the club, you know, just sure. kind of just figuring it out. So it was never really a thing like you wanted to get into. It was just, it happened oh, to be. Oh, no, there. dude. I wanted to be a, narco or like a jewel thief yeah you know i wanted to do something cool yeah and um you know what's funny though is that like um i have people that come up to my shows that like you know they see me do stand up and they want to see what see what it's about but i got like people that know me from like high school like i used to sell weed in high school and people <laughs> come up to me and be like yo dude you always made me laugh when you sold me weed like <laughs> i was like oh man that's cool so uh-huh. and i've had a couple people tell me like uh you know like when you said you were doing stand up like i didn't I, I didn't think like it was like too crazy you know what i mean it seems like right. something you would do but i mean i've always been kind of funny just kind of witty both of my parents are super smart and super witty my dad's like very like he's really funny when it comes to like structural jokes like like you know bar jokes like you know a guy walks into a bar like those yeah, yeah, dude yeah. my dad knew a million of those dude yeah. like he would he would tell me like a new joke every day so i kind of like learned the structure of jokes from my dad but my mom just talks shit bro really she just like just makes fun of the way you look or just you do something stupid she'll let you hear it like it's, so it's kind of like them two uh, they they molded they they molded a good sense of humor into me yeah so it kind of just came natural you know for sure so then uh your first open mic night was that down at uh Mm-mm. cb that was at um a mexican restaurant uh called dos gringos Used to be ran by Jill Kimmel, but Jill Kimmel wasn't there that night. Jill Kimmel, that's uh, Jimmy Kimmel's sister. She's actually a local comic. Uh, she, like, when I first started doing stand up, like, the rotation, like, you know how, like, if you go to the, if you 
if you're a regular and you go to the comedy clubs, you'll see like the same feature or saying like, they have like a small uh, rotation that they have in there. Uh, Jill Kimmel, she used to be like a host MC. I, I think she she just doesn't live here anymore. She's still she's still doing her thing, but sure. uh, she used to run um, Dos Gringos, and I went to this Mexican restaurant and. It just was not set up for stand up. Yeah. Uh, you were, we were just. Is it just literally a mic in the corner? Uh, there was kind of a stage. Okay. I think it was just. I for some reason, I'm I'm like thinking back, and I'm like picturing like pallets, maybe, really? maybe some pallets with like some with some artificial turf on it. Nice. Yeah. And uh, no, no, it was, no, it was not <laughs> nice. And then. It seemed like, because I was waiting there, and like I was like, all right, is there going to be a show here? And then a dude just walked up and like brought it like a mic stand out from the back, and he's like, uh, all right, guys, you guys ready for some comedy? And everybody's like, bro, I'm, eat- I'm eating tacos. Uh, yeah. There was a little kid up front. He was like five, coloring. And like, uh, it just wasn't set up for stand-up. It was pretty bad. And then, you know, it's funny. I just talked about this. Uh, I just talked about this yesterday. I did a, that, that show... I went up on stage and the M- the the guy that was hosting the show, he was running the show. Yeah. When I got up on stage, he uh went and he sat down and he was just looking at his phone the whole time. And then I was just like, you know, I didn't really care, you know what I'm saying? Right. I wasn't trying to perform for him or trying to look cool in front of him or anything. I just wanted to try it out. And then I got off stage and he goes, "Hey, that was really funny." I was like, "Bro, you didn't listen <laughs> to shit. What are you talking about? Don't give me no fake love right now." Yeah. That's hilarious. Thanks for thanks for yeah. listening that not at all. Uh, so was there ever any, was there a lot of stage fright in that? Were you just cool? I still get stage fright right now, bro. Really? Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if that goes away, but it's kind of like, you know, I think it's healthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have, um, I have like friends that fight, uh, like do like MMA and stuff like that. And they always say like when they're not nervous, like. You know, that's when they should be worried. I, you know, it's, it's natural to go up in front of, you know, hundreds of people and you're about to be judged. Right. Uh, so it's. I think it's it's normal to uh, I I know I was way more afraid back then, but I kind of have, you know, a little bit more uh, belief in my writing and, you know, I've done it so many times. So it's not as bad. But, yeah, I still right. get stage fright for sure. So how do you come up with a set? Like what is it just is it like I've seen you a couple of times mm-hmm. like I touched on it and, and you're hilarious and like. But is it like real life stuff or? Yeah, most of it's real for sure. It might be a little exaggerated. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, you get some tags from your friends, like some stuff that really didn't happen. But it just, you know, it, it just complements the joke well. Um, a lot of my stuff, when I first started writing, I kind of broke down like I needed five minutes. So I said, let me do a minute about my family. Let me do a minute about my ethnicity my background let me do a minute about my job a minute topical and then you know just kind of just play around for a minute so I broke it down like that and then now I I mean some of my jokes right now that are in my set are jokes from when I first started but I just built them up so much yeah so I like it just depends what what kind of set you're doing. If I'm doing like a MC set, it's only ten minutes, then I'm just gonna go bangers. But like when I do, you know, longer sets, that's when I kind of work out new stuff because I have like five minutes up front that's I know is gonna work. Yeah. And then in the middle, I can kind of just you know throw some stuff in there. 
uh, new stuff. And then just like the set is just always evolving. You know, I'll, I'll take a joke out here and there and replace it with a new one if a new one starts working better. But um, it's just, you know, I put every, whatever works, yeah. you know, kind of stays in there. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorites is uh, you talking about getting Facebook message shit from your cousins. Oh, dude, I'll show you a video. I'll show you a video when we get out of here. My cousin just sending me selfie videos in jail, showing off his, <laughs> his haircut and his fit. So Dude, that dumb. shit's so funny to me. So annoying. Y'all play it? Candy Crush in there? That yeah. shit's hilarious. I got. I probably got to switch that tag out because I, I feel like people don't even know what Candy Crush is anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably like Words with Friends or something like that. I don't yeah. play. One, yeah. What's I don't know what the phone games are. Yeah, anymore. exactly, exactly. What? No, what's the one? The beer pong game? I should do that the one. Beer pong game. You don't know the like the iPhone beer pong game? Uh-uh. Oh, that you send back and forth uh-huh, like uh-huh. Messenger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's okay. just like, hey, bro, it's your turn. Or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Something yeah. like that. Be no, it's good stuff. Uh, so, I uh, who was who'd you first like open for? Who who like did an MC spot for or a host? Okay, so. I was maybe doing stand up for three weeks. I don't te- I don't I don't um consider this opening, but it's just a funny story, so I'll tell okay. you real quick. So Steve Byrne was on the fighter and the kid, and that's the first time I ever heard of Steve Byrne. I really respect Steve Byrne right now. I love him. I think he's hilarious, one of the best comics out there doing it. But um I heard Steve Byrne on the fighter and the kid and I looked at the schedule and Steve Byrne is coming in a week. So I was like, Oh man, I just heard this guy. Like I really think he's funny. So I went and I talked to him after the Thursday show and I told him like, oh, bro, I think you're really funny. You know, yeah. um, I actually just started doing stand up and he goes, oh, do you want to do a spot tomorrow? And I've been doing stand up for three weeks, bro. Right. And I I didn't realize now, like, dude, the weekend shows, it's not an open mic. People pay money, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like. Like you think, yeah, you're, you might be funny, but like, are you $35 funny? Right. You know, are you $35, two expensive drinks and a babysitter funny? So people got a little bit less patience when they're paying to go out. And I found that out the hard way. So I went up. Oh, oh, by the way, my manager was so pissed when he found out that Steve was giving me a guest spot. Really? He's like, bro, you can't do that. You're not ready for this. And, but Steve already went up to him and was like, yo, he's opening up tomorrow. So, you know, my manager couldn't tell steve no so yeah. i went up oh man it's so embarrassing i remember going up and steve wasn't even there thank god steve wasn't there yet yeah so it was me gary cannon was MCN, and um this other fella i forget his name but uh he travels with steve a lot he's one of steve's buddies so gary's up on stage and gary does like crowd audience warm-up for like sitcoms and like those type of shows you know what okay. i mean so he's like a rapid fire type dude yeah and he's a roaster he's like that's all that's what he that's what he does he just makes fun of people so oh man so embarrassing i remember sitting backstage waiting to go on and i had a beer in my hand and i asked the other guy i was like should i bring my beer on stage and he's like you're going to be up there for five minutes. You have time to drink a beer? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I feel stupid. So then I go up on stage and, oh, my God, I bombed so hard. Bro. Really? Oh, my God. It was, you know, I used to I used to drive around and I would just hit my steering wheel randomly. Just go, fuck. Yeah. And my girl, my ex, she'd be like, are you thinking about the Steve Byrne show? I'd be like, yeah, I am. Like, it was like, it like was messing with me, bro. Right. And then, oh, and then I got off stage and then Gary Cannon goes on stage. He goes, anybody else want to do this? Anybody else want to try it? Try this shit out? Like, just 
fucking roasted me. Yeah. I was like, whatever. So that night I went home. Oh, then Steve came in the green room and he's like, uh, how was it? I was like, oh, it was great. Lying. Yeah. Lying like a motherfucker, bro. And then I remember going home that night and I just like sat down in the, in the back. I was on the toilet and I was just like sitting there like in the dark. And I was like, dude, I'm either going to quit right now. Like, I'm not going to, you know, not, I don't right. want to waste anybody's time. Right. I don't want to waste my time. So I was like, I'm going to quit right now or I'm going to write every day and do as many shows as I can and really try to, like, work this out. So it was a bittersweet moment that night, but it just made me realize, like, you know, I need to work hard and I can't be taking opportunities that I'm not ready for. So it was like, I learned a lot. But the first person I ever really opened up for was, um, you know, you know, Fluffy is. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you ever watch like Fluffy's uh, special? What's his real name, that? though? Gabriel. Gabriel, Gabriel Iglesias. Yes, so yeah. Gabriel's crew, um, you know, Martin, you ever hear of Martin? Yeah. Martin Moreno. He, um, him and his son used to come into, into town and uh, do stand up live. And they're the first dudes that ever like let me get on a show with them. Sure. So I, I started doing doing shows with them. They're the first people that ever let me do um, a show on the road. I remember going to uh, the Brea Improv and it was just such a big deal. My, my brother drove out with me and I I wasn't like, you know, I, I, had, I had some pretty good jokes, but it wasn't like, I it wasn't, I wasn't that good. So I got nothing but love for those dudes for, for showing me that love because yeah. they saw something in me and I, I really appreciated that. But, and then in town, the first weekend I ever got was with uh, my buddy Mike Young. Mike let me MC for him, but um, yeah. A lot of, oh, you know who was there at that show too? My buddy Jesus. Jesus was there actually. Um, he was at the Bray Improv. He was on the show, and Jesus took me to the. He didn't have to do this, but I mean, I appreciate him so much for this. He took me to the uh, comedy store afterwards, and let us meet everybody. Really? You know, like. I mean, you know what the comedy store is, right? Oh, for sure. So he took us to the comedy store. We got to go to the back bar. He was introducing me as a comedian. It just, like, bro, it just, it felt so good. There was so many cool people there that night. Busy Bone was there that night. Um, J. Cole showed up. Really? You know, um, and then just in that back bar, there was just, like, so many legendary comics. Like, it was just, it was so surreal, man. It was it was awesome, though. It just inspired me so much to just keep, keep doing it, just to be able to go back there one day and just, like, really... Like, you know, not have to have someone else, like, introduce me as a comic, you know? Right, yeah. So, that was cool. Yeah. So, do you think that when you bombed, like, that, that is, was your ultimate push? Like, that bad night? Like, do you yeah, think dude. if you would have killed it, you'd be here? Like, mm, I don't know, honestly, but I just know for sure that I just did not want to feel that no more. Like, it was just the worst feeling, just feeling like I was wasting people's time. Right. You know, and I felt... Is it just like quiet or like what? I mean, oh, I remember uh, I said, what else? What else? What should I talk about? And some guy goes something funny. Oh, no. So it was bad. It was pretty bad. But then there's always like that one. There's always just like that one. I had one guy come up to me. He's like, hey, bro, that was hilarious. And I could have listened to that dude. You know what I mean? Right. But then I was just like, nah, bro, that was not. Yeah. That shit was bad, bro. Yeah. No, I feel. Have you had any hecklers? Have you ran into any? Oh, for sure. That shit's sure. my favorite. Because the first night I saw you at CB Live up north in mm-hmm. like uh, Desert Ridge, there was a Callan's doing his bit about the conservative and the Democrat Remember? on the iceberg uh-huh. or whatever, right? And so then this lady just starts shouting, and Did I was she? like, "Oh yeah," and I was oh, like, man. "It's fucking on." And he took it to her a little bit. I mean, he was like, Dude, "Courteous." Brian about, is so nice, bro. Yeah. Brian will be like, "What'd you say?" Uh, that's funny, and just keep going. Like he, like he, he diffuses it. Like he, he's non-confrontational with it. But um, 
Brian just doesn't like to hurt people's feelings. I could see, you that. know, I yeah, I for sure when I first started, you know, I had to do these horrible bar shows, and you know, like I said, people didn't want, they didn't even know there was comedy there half the time. They just you came just, there to get yeah. a drink, and yeah. you know, I I could think of I could think of a million times that, especially like when I had to do shows on like Mill Avenue. You know, yeah, okay. like Mill Avenue on like a Wednesday, there'd just be some drunk ASU students walk in yeah. and just filling, they just filling themselves, you know. Right. And dude, some of these shows, there would be like three people in the audience. So they would come and there'd be four of them. So they're, they're the majority of the whole crowd now. Right. You know? So it's, but for sure, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, do you take it to them or are you the same way? Oh, you for sure. Of- for sure. You know, now I've, my, my style is, um, my style, I kind of, you know, I feel like I, I project a lot and I kind of like yeah. punk the audience into listening. I really don't give people time to, to heckle. Yeah. And I don't, I can't think in the last year or two where I've had, like I've had to do a back and forth with anybody. You right. know, it's kind of been pretty smooth for me. Thank God. Yeah. You know, knock on wood. Yeah. I didn't know if people were acting up now because, I mean, I don't know. It Cause just, what? Cause Cause Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, right, dude. No. I, I don't know why so many people were so afraid of that. You know what I mean? Dude, it's, I think that shit is so hacky. I, uh, me and my roommate just watched, like, three specials. Or, like, they, they were, like, they weren't, like, uh, one person special. They were, like, the, like, uh, it was, like, the P. What's that dude's name? The guy that's dating Kim Kardashian? Um, Ski. Pete, oh, Ski. Pete Davidson. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so him. Davidson. And then we, uh, we watched the Snoop Dogg. The Snoop Dogg uh, Netflix special. Dude, everybody was just talking about that. Everybody, like, went up. There was, like, five comics on one show, and they all mentioned it. And it was it's just kind of corny. Like, no, yeah. nobody's trying to beat up comics, bro. Right. You know? Well, and then that thing happened with um, uh, Chappelle, where somebody charged at him on stage, like, right after that. But Chappelle's been talking shit for a minute. He you has, know what I mean? I mean, but, I mean, I love it. I love Did you see the kid that, did you see the kid that. Yeah, they that, fucked him up. No, but did you see who he was? Oh, he was like no. some SoundCloud rapper. Oh, really? Like, I, I don't think he was doing it because, you know, he's, I think he was just trying to, he was like clout chasing, you know sure. what I mean? Because, uh, yeah, he didn't look like some trans activist. He was no. literally just some shitty mumble rapper. Right. And that's what I love at the end of that, of that special, his most recent one, where he talks about the trans lady that opened up for him and, and yeah, she's, yeah. she's uh-huh. gone now and he's uh-huh. like, I can't wait to... Give the college fund to their daughter and say, I know your mother, and she was a hell of a man. Like, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. just, just funny, right? Like, man, it's it's jokes, bro. Right. You know, I don't, I don't, no, I don't know one comic, I, I don't know one comic that goes on stage like, I want to upset these people, right? You know, that's not, that's, it's, it's all out of love, you know, which, yeah. I mean, when, when I'm up there, I, I really care about the crowd, you know, I've done shows with people that are like, yo, the crowd's annoying, I can't stand them, and I'm just like, well, what, why do you hear them, bro? Right. You know what I mean? Like, if it wasn't for them, there'd be no us, you know? For sure. I really take pride in making people forget about their issues for a minute, two minutes at a time, and, you know, just laugh at me for a little bit. I just want everybody to have a good time, bro. Yeah. That's why, I, that's why I sold fucking drugs in high school. <laughs> I, just want to be, I just want to be attached to a good time. That's it, bro. Remember me for a yeah, good time, right? seriously. No, that's great. Uh, what uh, what's your most like? What's your favorite place you've played? Is it CB Live because of you know my you favorite could, place? Yeah, um, I love stand up live just because you know I just feel home every time I'm there. Right. The staff knows me, but are you talking about in town or like just anywhere that you've been there's been some cool places I think uh, you know it's a really good room uh, that a lot of people don't know about is Laughs in Tucson 
Okay. Laughs in Tucson is amazing. I've never had a bad show there, and the cr- the crowd is always laugh. I've I've seen the worst comics go up and kill. Like I, I mean, it's just I don't know. It's just a good energy there, and you know, there's not too mu- there's not too much stuff to do in Tucson. Right. So like when people go out to a comedy show, they just go to. Ha- Nobody goes to a comedy show to not have fun. Maybe like you know, here and there there'll be some some. I honestly think like when you see people like in shows and they start tripping and I I feel like they didn't buy the tickets. Those are always like people that like like a plus one. Yeah. You know, no, who's who's really paying money to go be mad at a comedy club, right? You know? There's there's great rooms all over the country though, you know. Um comedy stores great. Um uh comedy works yeah. um in Denver's great. You know, I had a lot of fun. Then I didn't expect it, and I almost didn't go. Was Naples off the hook? In Naples, Naples, Florida. Florida. Yeah, dude. And there was so many old people in the crowd. Really? But they were just they were chilling, bro. Yeah. it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. that's dope. Uh, so uh, I guess how you know I'm trying to grow the podcast, and I I love having conversations with new people, right? Mm-hmm. Like just meet new people, and so like you're obviously on a different kind of grind to grow yourself, and so like what has that been like or what have you done that is separating you apart that now you're getting into doing your own stuff like i mean there's not obviously like a mold to break into comedy right so yeah there's really no blueprint you know i think our generation has it way easier than the previous generation like you know like the rogans and like the callens all those dudes all those dudes didn't have podcasts you know like we i've i've listened to so many things on podcasts that have helped me out in my career, you know, just like people telling their war stories and how they went about things. And I think it's really helped a lot of our generation of comics. Um, but for me, what, what I've done, I've just, I've just stayed busy and I've stayed away from drama. You know, I've just worried about myself and I just try to, I try, I, I, I try to, Every show I go to, uh, you know, I try to be my best, bro, you know, and I try to, I don't write as much as I should, you know, but I need to get, I need to get onto that. But like when I first started, bro, I was writing all the time. I was doing two, three sets a night, you know, I was always gone. And like, even when when I, when I was living on my ex, you know, she, she, you know, she, there was times where she was just like, you know, just stay home, let's hang out. And I was like, no, like I got to like, you know what I mean? Cause I know people that are fucking hilarious and they're doing three sets a night, you know? So right. like what makes me special? I got to go out there and get it, bro. For sure. For sure. Um, so as you get to this next, well, I guess when this comes out, it'll be this weekend. Okay, cool. Right. So what are you, what are you looking forward to? I mean, how much is, is there a lot of, is there any doubt in the back of your brain that, that. Oh, for sure, bro. Sometimes I just be thinking, I'm like, man, can I really do that? Can any, I don't know how anybody does this sometimes. You yeah. Know? It's just like, I, I, I for sure have that doubt, but it's just cause I care so much, you right. know, I really, I really care. I, I care a lot about it and you know, I'm. I I don't want to be I I don't I, I don't want people to think I'm wasting my time especially like my family and stuff they always tell me they get, I I got a great uh, support group around me everybody that I keep in my circle that I keep close to me you know they wouldn't bullshit me and right. they're always telling me like bro yeah I mean you're meant for this so it's uh this headlining weekend coming up is a big deal for me though because uh shout out to House of Comedy too man because they really they really um built me up from from just 
guest spots, you know, giving me guest spots and letting me work out my time. And they trusted me with a headline and weekend. It means the world to me, bro. For sure. It's so after this, I don't consider myself a headliner. Right. You know what I mean? I, 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 I still think uh, I should be doing feature work right now. So I'm, my next goal is just to keep getting on the road with other comics because I love Brian to death, but I don't want to be Brian's feature forever. You know what I mean? Sure. And I don't want him to feel like I'm lingering either. So I want to just start working with other people and um, just keep building up my time. And because I've only been doing this for six years, bro. Right. Like you hear, uh, you listen to podcasts. You hear yeah. these comics talk is has ten years at least. And right. like I said, I'm funny, but I am, I'm not special yeah. by any means. So I. Uh, I'm going to get this headlining weekend out the way and then I'm just going to just keep trying to push out more material. But the game is changing so fast now. Like I need to I need to have a, a bigger footprint online. So I actually just bought a camera today. So I'm going to be focusing on putting more content out, putting yeah. more clips out. My buddy that's come. Are you coming through to the weekend? I'll actually be back home. I won't be. You won't be here? No, I apologize. God damn, bro. That sucks. So, good. My, my buddy, though, that's coming to um, MC the show, my buddy Trey. Funny dude, funny motherfucker. I actually met him when I was with Brian at Wise Guys in Utah, and I'm pretty sure I might I I I, I might be wrong in the numbers a little bit. I think when I first met him though, he was like he just started putting out like clips online. He probably had like twelve, maybe like seventeen hundred. If it's if it's more than that, I'm sorry, but it wasn't that yeah. much. You know what I mean? And I just looked at his Instagram today. The dude has seventy thousand followers. Just putting clips. And out. That, this was four mo- five months ago. Really? And like. He's doing this. I need I need to get on that shit. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just I don't know. I just kind of been I just get self-conscious honestly. That's a lot sure. a lot of it, uh, what it is. It's not that I'm self-conscious it's, and sometimes I just feel like the joke's never done. You know right. what I mean? Like I there's been sometimes when I've uploaded a clip and then next week I just got something you know what I mean that makes a joke 10 times better and I'm just right. like, "Damn. I released it too fast." Yeah. You know? No, I understand that. So what how did the house comedy come to you or your your team go to them how does that work out how did mm. how did you find yourself in this spot i won the competition last year oh the last comic standing or whatever it, right? it's, it's it's basically the like same thing it's called uh funniest person with a day job that's right yeah yeah and um cory mccluskey you know who that is i don't he's the weatherman for fox down here, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay he was emceeing the show yeah. oh my god this this fucking guy is he so, pretty funny huh is he pretty funny so he's emceeing these shows, right? And let's leave it at that. Okay. okay. What's up, Corey? I'm, I'm fucking around. But uh, he, he's just not a comic, you know what I mean? But he was up there with the weather voice, and, mm-hmm. you know, he had great stage presence. Pulled yeah. up in a Porsche, fucking asshole. <laughs> just stunting, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he kept saying, um, winner gets a headlining weekend. And those are not the terms of the competition. Oh, really? But after I won, I pressed Rick, and I was like, what's up, dude? Like, he keeps saying this shit, so yeah. I was like, let's do it. And it's not like I was just some random dude that won it, you know? Right. So I just, they they had faith in me. I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's see what you could do. Yeah. So so did you pick, like, who's opening for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So I got um, my buddy Trey Lamb is going to come MC. I'm giving my homeboy Yoshi Obayashi, one of the funniest, dude, he's one of the darkest, funniest comics that I've ever seen. He's he's amazing. So he's going to come through. He's actually in medical testing. He's a, he's a professional guinea pig. Really? That's what he does. He was doing some medical testing. Um, he wasn't supposed to be there for the show. He was doing like a three-week test for like 15 grand. So like he literally like go hang out at the hospital? Like It's not even a hospital. It's like a barracks. They lock you in there and they like 
what you know, what are those things the, um, that, that they always they, rip off in the movies? Yeah. The heart monitors, all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. So he's basically locked up with those things on there for like three weeks at a time. And they're just testing drugs on them. And they give him like a, like a, a specific food to see how they like counteract with the drugs and stuff. But that's what he does. Mm-hmm. I respect to him. You know what I mean? Get that money, bro. Yeah, that's dope. And um, he's coming through to do some spots. And then my roommate, Reese. Have you ever seen Reese? I Reese don't believe so. Reese is hilarious. He's my roommate. So he's going to be featuring... And then I'm probably gonna give couple like a five minute spot in between me and Reese. Okay, but yeah, I got to I got to pick all that stuff. Cool, thank uh, God. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. Yeah, dude, that's because that's one of the things you got to worry about too when you start traveling doing stand up. Like the club usually books your openers, you know, unless oh, you really? specifically bring your feature. But nobody brings an MC, you know right. what I mean? So. You could, there's some hit or miss. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's hit or miss sometimes. You let a local guy go up there because, right? You know, who knows? Yeah. So, like, I was going to ask so, are you tailoring these guys because maybe the audience will find all of you funny, or is it just like, oh, these they're are- funny as fuck, bro. They're my funniest yeah. friends. They're yeah. hilarious people. And then it's. It's it's going to be a diverse show too. You know what I mean. Trey's right. a white dude. He's hilarious. Though. It's it's nothing to do with race, but you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's just a lot of different styles of comedy. Sure. Trey's going to go up there. Yoshi. Trey's um, he's like a very good writer. You okay. know what I mean. Yep. Like his Economy Awards is great. And then Yoshi's just he's like he's like electricity, bro. Like you said, dark. So like we talk like bro. dark, dark. We're talking about dark. Dark. But he's just like an older Asian guy, so you don't like really expect, like you don't ex- and he has like an accent too. Right. I, swear, I swear the accent sells it too, bro. For sure. And then um, my buddy Reese is, he's like me, he's like a cholo, you know? Yeah. And then I'm going to put someone in between me and Reese though so that like it's, it's just not like too cholo-y back to back, you know what I mean? Even though I love him, you yeah. know what I mean? I love his style, but like just give us get a little break between us. Did he MC for Callen one night up at like, yeah, yeah, Desert he Ridge? Was, yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, the, the, the the bigger Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's who. Okay, yeah. No, yeah, I he's love that good. Dude. Yeah, he's my good. Little brother. Yeah, that's dope. So, like, is there a good group of like comedians here, and like you guys all hang out, or is it like literally just like people you grew up with that you know that are around here? Um, How's the I mean, comedy scene in general here? The comedy scene is cool. You know, there's a lot yeah. of people that there's a lot of uh, people running shows. It's, thank God for them because I'm not doing that shit. You know what I mean? I'm right. not pulling up with a sound system and a microphone like these dudes. They, there's so many independently run shows here and there's people just trying to get it, man. You yeah. know, um, as far as like hanging out with them, you know, like when I when when I see them, I, I, I love comics, you know, I say what's yeah. up, talk some shit. Yeah. I don't really hang out with too many comics. I hang out, you know, my roommate and I have like, you know, a couple other comics that I'll kick it with here and there. But um, I, I have friends from, you know, like that I grew up with. I right. usually just hang out like with my friends. I try to. And then like a lot of the times you can get caught up in the drama. You know, what I mean, there's a lot of drama of comedy. Yeah, there's a lot of drama. You know, sure. I'm not going to say no names, but there's a lot of people that, be, you know, they they help they help they hold themselves back. Yeah. You know, worrying about like stupid little local drama and you know, yeah. people they talk a lot. So I try to just stay. I just try to stay away from that. You know, I know comics. Comics are sensitive people. You know, so yeah. I I try not to uh, hang out too much. You no, know, that's cool. I understand that. They kind of keep your circle tailored towards you, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And then, like, I don't know. I just don't like being fake, you know what I mean? I don't like yeah. hanging out with people when I don't need to, you know what I mean? I got enough stuff I got to do already. I'm already busy as it is, so. Right. And I don't even see my, my, my like, my close friends as much as I want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. even see my family as much as I want to, so, like, you know, I try to keep it short. I try not to hang out too much at the clubs and, you know, linger after shows, but it's just because, you know, I yeah. just don't want to. 
I just don't want to waste, you know, nobody's time. No, I feel that. So I guess the question I have is I kind of bounce. So I apologize because that's how my brain works. Come on, dude. But uh, how do you go about like practicing a set? Or, like, oh, you have to do it. You have to do it live. You don't do it like recorded in front, like, you know, recording. No. Your iPhone uh, you got to record. You gotta re- yeah, you got to record it at a show. You know, usually yeah. like I always bring my phone up on stage with me and I just have my audio recorder. Okay. And then I just go back and like listen to the set and, um, I'll just listen to see if I said something dumb or, like, if I said something that didn't work or, like, that's what I got to work on, you know yeah. what I mean? But, yeah, you can't practice stand-up. That's the thing about, like, other, like, entertainment, like, you know, music. You and your, Like, if you got a band, you can go and practice yeah. at the crib, you know? Right. You can do, you know, band sessions anywhere. And then, like, um, sometimes music is just background noise, you know sure. what I mean? You're not even paying attention to it. Like, right. When you're doing stand-up, everybody's listening to every word you say. Right. So, and then the only way to practice is in front of people. So it's kind of like, like I said, it's, you know I mean? You find out real quick what works and what doesn't. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's the only way you, you can practice is live, for sure. So when you're going to go practice something, are you going to pull up to, like, an open mic night? Or? Open mic, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. For yeah. sure. You know, free shows. Yeah. People that people didn't pay for. Sure. That's where you practice the stuff. And you got to be careful, too, sometimes. I learned this in the beginning is is that when you're doing like open mics, you know, the sound system's kind of bad sometimes. Yeah. So like you can kind of get away with like mumbling like weird shit or dumb yeah. shit into the mic or kind of just like talking under your breath because nobody will, will hear it. But when you're at like these big clubs, bro, with like $200,000 sound systems, yeah. every word counts because they're going to hear everything. Bro. For sure. Yeah. So you, you just, that I, I learned that real quick. Like, OK, like I just know. No fat, no unneeded words. You know, the economy of words has to be good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you could open or or join up, not necessarily open, but if you could be on stage with anybody that night, who who would that be? I mean, I would assume that you got like a, that would be like a may, I made it moment. Mm. Or maybe it's a place even. What's that place from um, Goodfellas? Where's that place that they went to? It's like a theater. Uh, Carnegie Hall is that it? Yeah, I want to go. I want to perform there. Okay, but as far as like people that I really want to work with, I've kind of like I've got to work with everybody I wanted to work with yeah. already. So I like no, actually, you know who I really want to work with? Todd Glass. You know Todd Glass is? I don't love Todd Glass. I I still haven't even I haven't I haven't seen him live either. But I think he's like the only dude that like I really 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 like that I haven't got to work with yet. And then Atel. I was supposed to open up for Atel a couple of weeks ago, but I wasn't. I wasn't vaccinated. Oh, they asked for there, me to be vaccinated. The, they did or the club? He did. did. Oh, he okay. was like, um, the club was like, oh, we're gonna link you with Luis because I, 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 I specifically requested to work with them. Like it's 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 pretty cool like that with me in the club. So like if I see someone coming into town and I want to work with them, I could just yeah. send them a text and be like, hey, you know, if he's not bringing anybody, let me open up for him. And usually they'll they'll give it to me. And they were gonna give me that weekend too because he's like like I said, he's one of the dudes that I haven't worked with that I just really respect that I wanted to work with. And then uh, they're just like, oh, they're re- he's requesting someone that's vaccinated. And I was like, oh shit. And I don't want to lie. You right. know what I mean? Make the club look bad. Yeah. Actually, I did want to lie. The club was like. No, you can't lie. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's the world we live in. I guess kind of touching on the vaccination stuff, how did how wild was, I mean, what kind of shows were you playing pre-COVID? Let me start there. Mm, all of them. Yeah. Sold out. Yeah. No plexiglass. You right. know, it was fun. 
And then COVID hit, and I think maybe, dude, honestly, I wasn't down that long, bro. Me and Callan went on tour, and this was like February 2020, 2021, February. Yeah, okay. So it was like, you know, a year. Yeah, a year. But it was, everything was still going on. Right. You know, and... We did a lot of Florida though. We were like in the we were in the places that they really didn't give a shit. I think we went to I think we went to Florida like four times. Really, went to Florida four times. We were in like um, like places like Des Moines. We were going. Yeah, shout to, out Iowa. Are you from Iowa? No, no. I, you like I, Slipknot or what? No, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, no, my hometown is ten minutes from the Iowa border, so I'm from Minnesota. Minnesota. I have yeah. never been to Minnesota. Okay, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool out there. It's basically, is it basically Des Moines? Uh, yeah. So it's like super flat, and you can see forever. Yeah, yeah. it's dope. water towers and, and shit. Yeah, yeah. You got awesome. It. Yeah, um, yeah. We were like in places like Nashville. Um, so like the places that literally like didn't uh-huh, give a shit. Uh-huh. Like COVID yeah, was not real yeah. the whole time, and it's cool too. You know what I mean? Because you just got to go up there and talk shit, and they yeah. were they were just on board with it. Um, Huntsville. Huntsville was actually pretty dope. Alabama? Yeah. Huntsville was dope. You know, there's more rocket more scientists. people. Yeah, there's more <laughs> rocket scientists per capita in Alabama than anywhere else in the United States. Yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a day like, I don't, is it NASA that's out there? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's NASA. Yeah, it's NASA. NASA's. Out. That's where Warner Von Braun set up, was in Huntsville. I don't pretty know. Pretty sure. Is. I apologize. You don't know what Warner Von Braun is? Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, Oper- Operation Paperclip? Mm-hmm. When, um, after World War II when they brought down um, the Nazi regime they they split up because Nazi scientists were like the smartest dudes when it came to like uh, you know rocket propulsion and all that stuff so uh, a bunch of countries like divvied up a bunch of the scientists and like the Nazis like the best Nazi Nazi scientists went to um, a bunch of different countries and Warner von Braun came through to um to America, and I'm pretty sure they set up at, set up in Huntsville. That's wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, that's the place had, probably not had looking. Nazis that started NASA. Yeah, that's that's a little yeah, weird, right? Yeah, gets you thinking. Yeah, so oh, it uh, gets me thinking way too much, bro. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, no, I, I'm with that's you. my guilty pleasure. Just like looking into shit like that. Really? You know the crazy conspiracies? Because it's not really a conspiracy. That shit happened, dude. Right. And uh, there's a there's a little bit of truth behind all of it, right? Um. So when you took that year off. Were you excited or were you more nervous coming back? I took a, I took like six months off before and it was like, I literally changed my whole style. I, I moved out to Asia. Um, this was before like COVID and my roommate, he actually has this uh, funny thing he says to me all the time. Like when I have a big show, he goes, Hey, pre-Asia Lou tonight. Cause I feel like I went out there. I just chilled out. Like really? I came back so chill. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember it being like this, but Everybody was saying like, bro, you like really chilled out. Like you're not as aggressive on stage and stuff. I was like, man, but that, I don't even think I took a year off, bro. If I'm being honest, I was still getting up. There was still places to get up. I was doing uh, maybe like a couple months, but you know, there was like, like low key shows going on. Sure. You know, there was businesses trying to stay open and right. have, pe- have, uh, do whatever they can to have people come in. So I remember going and doing like smaller shows and, oh, you know, what's crazy is that I remember the club closed down twice. Um, and I was at the club both weekends. It shut down because they like had a like yeah, a yeah. pop or whatever. Yeah, uh, COVID. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was actually with Jesus. I might have been with Jesus. We were at the the improv, and then I remember the manager coming in when he was on stage, and he's like, "We're canceling tomorrow's show," and like that. That's it. And then the other time I was at a stand up, and they they closed it. I was like, "Damn, I'm oh, bad. I'm bad luck." That is wild. That's wild. I mean, I think. I mean, for you guys, that's, I would imagine, 
Because now that I know that you're practicing in front of crowds, like I feel like you know you watched all these musicians like continue to like post Instagram posts, yeah. singing and uh-huh. stuff. Like I a lot of people were doing Zoom shows. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't do any Zoom shows. It's just it's not it's not stand up, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. How would that work? I don't know. I don't understand. I remember so many people were bragging about like doing like these virtual open mics. I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. But I was thinking, I was like, if I do do it, you know, I feel like the key to do it, you would have to actually have people in the room with you. You know what I mean? Like a live audience up front, and then try to make like them laugh and then hopefully it makes you know the people yeah i know a lot of people that blew up though during covid you know that um playhouse is that what it's called or playhouse i forget what the clubhouse is it called clubhouse it's like an app and it was basically like it's basically like zoom okay but um i know this one comic she like she blew up on there like they made her like the face of the app really yeah like when you went to go download the app it was like her face yeah and uh yeah, a lot of people blew up on that, but um, I have to imagine that'd be so hard because, like, I feel like the laughter, the energy of the room, like that's your energy, right? Like, you know how the set's going. Obviously, yeah. like that's mm-hmm. how you knew. It was you probably talk. like a delay on right. laughter. I don't know, bro. I couldn't do it. I'm so, I'm honestly happy I didn't do it because I I don't know if those videos save up there, but you know I yeah. don't I don't know. I'm just happy I didn't do it though. Yeah, I just took the L, bro. It's like fuck it. Let me just kick it. Let me just kick it with my girl for a little bit. She no, deserves it. That's cool. I mean, it's just a wild time, and I think it's funny that I've, I tend to bring it up more than I want on on these podcasts. But mm-hmm. it's just crazy to realize like how everybody got through it. Like I was coaching high school football. Oh, and, were you? And that that year is what changed me. Like to try to find something else. I still miss it a lot, but there was just a lot of shit that went with that, right? So mm-hmm. I just like to learn about how people got through through it you know everybody's different and- i remember we we took out we went to my mom's my mom lives in casa Grande. okay it's like a big house so i remember we went over there and just stayed over there and we kind of because we didn't know what it was going to be it was like right like when the george floyd stuff happened you yeah. know like the beginning when like nobody really knew what was going to happen i remember my mom like being all scared it was kind of scary though you know having to buy like toilet paper from some dude on offer yeah. up at home deep and it was like doing drug deals for toilet paper. yeah no it was nuts i was in nashville when it started that oh, weekend really? how, was it so- how, how was it over there? i went over there like mid-covid and it didn't seem I feel like we were kind of like robbed of the Nashville experience because like people were freaking out, right? And like, mm. but there was still a lot of people that were like, well, right when it happened, you mean? Yeah. So like, I remember we got there, and that was like the night like all the NBA games got canceled and stuff. And when then Rudy's touched all the mics. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I remember we woke up that morning, and there were like 21 cases in the entire state of Tennessee, and everybody was freaking out. And then we were down there all weekend. But the one thing I will say, man to man here. Like, before COVID, dudes weren't washing their hands leaving the bathroom. I still don't, bro. Yeah, see what I'm saying? But I like, wash my hands before I touch my dick. See, that's just, I'm my, the same yeah. way. That's the cleanest part on me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That's <laughs> hilarious. You know, do you remember when they were saying, um, wash your hands for two minutes? It's too long. Are you serious, bro? Yeah. Two minutes? It's hard enough brushing my teeth for two minutes, yeah. bro. That's a lot of ABCs. Yeah. No. Listen, the, your favorite song. That's what they were saying. You're, to your favorite song. I like Marvin Gaye, bro. There's like eight minute Marvin right. Gaye songs, you know? I'm going to wash my hand to, to, uh, to, um, but dude, even, I don't know, man. Even like they were putting like those, those, uh, things up on, uh, they were like trying to reteach people how to wash their hands. Oh, like, yeah. They were just doing too much, bro. You know? It was way too much. And I remember, Oh man, it was just like it was just a bunch of virtue signaling, bro. It's like a lot of people acting 
I can all high and mighty because they're sure. cause, I'm vaccinated. Yeah, well, it's not even that. Like there was just people like they just wanted to show like, oh, I listen. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I listen more than you. Like, like it was something to be proud cool, of. Cool, you like, follow the rules. Yeah, yeah. Good. I followed the rules better. Like, yeah. oh, shut up, man. I remember um, being actually in Nashville, bro. We went to a place and we were in the lobby and it was cold as fuck outside. So they had like. Like, you know, like when you go to a restaurant, there's like the, that little waiting area. Yep. There's like two doors, one door to get in and then one door to actually get into the restaurant. And it was cold. And I remember uh, me and my friend went in there and this girl in front of us was like, so we don't care about COVID in this room? And I was just like, bitch, it's cold outside. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. You snuck in here too, you know? So we don't care about COVID. That's great. So no. Did, uh... <clears throat> What was your first, so like I'm going on airplane next week for the first time without a mask in a couple of years. I'm pretty pumped up. Pretty pumped up for it. Get a breathe. My fat ass gets to breathe again, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, What was your first show like without everybody wearing masks? Like, Mm. can you see? That's a question I have too. Because it's obviously. I don't remember doing any shows with people wearing masks, though. Really? No. I figured there would be like all. No, no, I didn't. Dude, I stayed out of California. That's That's like California, bro. Yeah. I stayed. I haven't. I have. I went to California the end of last year. I think I went in October, and it was already done. You okay. know what I mean? We yeah. were out in Ontario too. It wasn't like it wasn't like Hollywood or any any of that shit. So yeah, it wasn't too bad. No, I didn't. There's there was like a couple people in the crowd, you know, that had masks on. But always know, it was, will be. Yeah, it was, it was nothing. The planes, bro. I'm so excited to be back on a plane. Though I'm going to Austin in a couple of weeks. So uh, I'm just bro because that shit sucked, bro. Just wait, just sitting, especially like when you fly into like Florida. It's hot. You know what I mean? And you just, like, six hours of a mask on your face. Yeah. I remember, dude, I I never went to the bathroom so much on a plane just to, like, take a little breather. You yeah. know what I mean? Just sit there real quick. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And people be tripping on planes. You know what I mean? I don't want to I don't want to test my luck on planes either. Yeah. I don't want nobody yelling at me on a plane. Love them videos, though. Yeah, they are. They are pretty, they are pretty entertaining. Yeah, huh? yeah they're good. It's the best. Yeah. So uh, after this coming weekend, mm-hmm. what's next? Where are you at? Where are you going to be? Just uh, back to it. Back on the road with Brian. I know I'm going to Austin. We're going to go do Cap City. And then um, just whatever's on tour with him. But uh, I just got this camera, so I'm hoping I can put some shit together and yeah. then uh, start going with some other people. I was actually supposed to start going with uh, Michael Rappaport. I'm going to start doing some shows with him. Really? You like Rappaport? Yeah. I love rap. He's the best. A lot of people don't. Dude, I, I remember uploading uh, some videos with me and him doing shows i never had so many comics like like talking shit like why are you doing shows with that guy like yeah. bro like if you're cool to me you know what i mean and you ain't fucked over none of my friends right you know like why if you're showing love i'm gonna show love back bro for sure but uh yeah i'm excited to do some shows with rap rap always has a good crowd too yeah and i feel like he's like the most hated but i got respect loved. for him though bro because when i was doing shows with him you know he hasn't been doing stand-up too long like he was like really like trying to get better at it right. you know what i mean like he was like back in the green room talking about like what do you think about this how do you think i should do am i saying this right and yeah. like you know i ain't shit right you know i mean I, i'm a comic that's all i am you know right. i don't act i don't do none of that stuff so he was really trying to get better and i got nothing but respect for that like if you got respect for the art and you got respect for you know your peers like come on bro i'm gonna show love yeah and then you're giving me an opportunity too. It makes sure. me look good. And I, I like the dude. You know what I mean? I grew up watching this dude. So yeah. like why wouldn't I want to work with him? Yeah. No, that's so cool. So you're going on tour with Callan, going on tour with him. They're just out there killing it. Just keep doing it, brother. Yeah. No, it ain't stopping. No. Anytime soon. No. Where can everybody find you at? Um, just hit me. I usually just use Instagram. So I'm on Instagram. 
Comedy Luis. It was Luis Comedy, but my shit got hacked. Okay. <laughs> that sucked. Uh, Comedy Luis, just hit me up on there. Send me a DM. Say what's up. Come through to a show. Come yeah. hang out. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you so oh, much. I appreciate you, bro. Time. Appreciate uh, the love, man. For yeah, real. Absolutely. Great conversation. Thank you so much, brother. Cool. Uh, thank you to everybody listening. Uh, comment, subscribe, share, unsubscribe, rate five stars, subscribe again, do all that fun stuff. Thank you so much. Grass is only green the way you water it. Mm, grass is only green.